Hey everybody. Oh yes. Listen to the Mississippi Mass Choir as we began the Sixth Baptist Bible Study in Richmond, Virginia. Welcome. Oh yes. Come on, put your hands together. Welcome. Wherever you are in the city of Richmond, the state of Virginia, other states in these United States or in another country, we're happy that you have joined us through the WhatsApp or whatever media platform. We're thankful that your presence is with us today. But more especially, we are especially thankful that God's presence is with us. Come on, let's praise the Lord for a moment. Put your hands together. Baptist family, those who are members, we want you to call somebody right now, at least three to five people, send it to somebody, tell them that the Sixth Baptist Bible study is starting, it's a 20 to 30 minute study, we're studying today from the book of James, beginning a new series, oh yeah, I want you to be a part of us, and those who are not affiliated with the church, we're still part of the family of God. And we want you to join in with us and call somebody. Let them know we're beginning our class in just a moment. Turn to the book of James. I'm using the new, um, the new King James Version, but you can use any version of the Bible. Okay? We're going to do the whole first chapter in just a moment. All right. Oh, yes. Give you time to get your Bibles out and, and get your writing instruments out. I'm going to throw out uh, some themes for each uh, verse as I have studied. And uh, I want to share this with you, the series. This series uh, was taught, uh, I guess, about 10 or 12 years ago. And I pulled it out. I want to share it with you today. Amen again. Oh, yes. Of course, you know, I, I had to change a few things, but bring it modern to modern time in terms of what's happening now. But that's okay. The word never changes. Amen. You ready? Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for the spirit that's in the midst. Oh, oh, God, our Father, we just love you so much. And we thank you, God, oh, for crowning us with your spirit right now, God. Grant us, Lord God, the privilege of standing in your spirit as we study your word, Lord God. Bless each person listening right now. And may they, Lord God, just share what they've learned with others when we finish this class. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. Oh, yes. We're going to have a good time when we get to heaven, but we're going to have a good time here on earth too. Amen. How many of you all are having a good time right now? I am really thankful to God for your presence. And every time I wake up, I say, Lord, I thank you for another day. It's going to be a good day. Isn't it a good day for you today? Praise be to God. And so we've already prayed and we're going to be looking at James' entire first chapter today. 
break it down into various um, um, themes. And I want you to write down these themes right now that, that I have from verses 1 through 27. And we're going to focus in on uh, some scriptures relating to those themes. The first part, uh, first of all, I want you to know that that James is, of course, the brother of Jesus the Christ, all right, half-brother of Jesus the Christ. And he's it's, it's writing to, to people who were scattered all abroad, okay? Uh, and, and we are scattered everywhere. Uh, they needed a sense of direction. They needed to hear from the Lord God Almighty. And God wrote uh, the scriptures because all scriptures are written by inspiration from God in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 class. We know that he used uh, men from all walks of life to write the word, but the only author is God. Amen. Let the church say, yes, I know what you're talking about. Okay. So let's go to the word today. Uh, as we look at, I'm using the New King James Version, use any version you want. But the first uh, verses 2 through 4, I'm dealing with uh, trials provide opportunities. Write that down. Trials provide opportunities. Uh, trials provide opportunities. All right. Then I want you to look at verses 5 through 8. Trials require wisdom. Trials require wisdom. And then finally, we're going to look at trials can be financial. As we look at verses 9 through 11, trials can be financial. We want to get that part first, dealing with trials. Then we're going to go into temptations. And we're going to look at how we can hear the word of God and then be doers of the word of God. And then close on out, okay? So you see what I'm talking about? We're going to have trials first. Dealing with those uh, first 11 verses. Then we're going to look at temptation. Uh, dealing with probably verses, um, I guess, um, 13 through 20. And then we're going to look at hearing God's word. And, of course, responding to God's words, being doers of God's word. We're going to close out from that perspective, okay? All right, so let's look at James. I'm going to read verses. I'm going to look at verse number one first. Although... We're going to have look at trials provide opportunities, uh, verses 2 through 4. But I want you to see what the Word of God says in terms of who James is. Although I've mentioned it, but look at what the Bible says. So James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus the Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. So you know they were scattered abroad as we are scattered abroad everywhere all over the United States of America and the world. We are scattered. Somebody say scattered, scattered. We are scattered abroad. Your bond servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. Look at greetings. Look at this letter now. Okay. Look at um, how trials provide opportunities, verses two through four. Okay. Okay, brothers, count it all joy as we hear God's word when you fall into various trials. Look at it, class. Somebody say various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So you got to be tested. Your faith will be tested. Okay. And because your faith is tested, great God Almighty, listen to what the word says again, knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Patience. So your faith must be tested. And when your faith is tested, it produces one word. What is the class? Patience. Somebody say patience. Okay, look at verse 4 as we look at trials provide opportunities. It says, but let patience 
have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now, perfection means you've done your best. doesn't mean that you haven't make, made mistakes, but it provides opportunities that whatever you did yesterday, you can do it. You'll probably try to do it better today and even better the next day and better the next day. You know, we're always trying to reach perfection. We will never be perfect because God is infinite. God has all perfection, but we can say it's better. Somebody say it's better. It's better. So trials provide opportunities, okay? So let's look at verses 5 through 8 as we look at trials again, three portions that I've broken it down as far as trials are concerned. Trials require wisdom. Somebody say wisdom, okay? Provide opportunities, provide, uh, requires wisdom. Let, let's look at verses 5 through 8, okay? Now listen to this. If any of you lacks wisdom, okay, do you like any wisdom? I'm raising my hand, raising it real high. Yes, but... If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. See, listen to this. You got to ask of God. If you don't know, you ask of God, who gives to us liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. When you read the word of God, the word of God, that I'm talking about wisdom, comes from on high. Somebody say on high. God gives all of us understanding class. Yes. Wisdom comes from God. You won't understand. You want to study the word. Get as much education as you possibly can. But wisdom comes from Almighty God. So let him ask of God, who gives to us liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Okay? Who gives to us, I want you to highlight that, who gives to us liberally and without reproach. Okay? But I want you to look at uh, verses 6 through 8, as we continue to look at trials require wisdom, okay? But let him ask in faith. I got to stop right there. Because faith is belief and trust, class. Faith is reaching out into the unknown, uh, taking a leap in the dark. Yes, faith is seeing the unseen. So let him ask in faith with no doubting. But he who doubts is like a wave of the sea. This is an explanation there. You got you to gotta walk by faith. Don't say I can't, but say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let's say it one more time. Talk to yourself. Point to yourself. Say I, I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you can do that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So let him ask in faith. With no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. The wave comes, and you know what happens when the wind comes and the waves is driven and it's tossed, it's driven and it's tossed, okay? You don't want to feel driven and tossed. You want to be sturdy in the hands of God, and you want to be able to ask in faith. For let him, let, but for let not, look at verse number seven, for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. All right? And so we want not to be double-minded or unstable. All right? We want to stay in the will of Almighty God. And God, sure enough, will give you that wisdom. All right? Well, we'll looked at uh, the trials at, um, that provi provides opportunities. We've looked at trials require wisdom. Trials 
can be financial. So we're going to look at verses 9 through 11 now, talking about trials. Trials dark on every hand. <laughs> Sometimes we can't understand, but we'll understand everything better, what, by and by. So look at James 1, verses 9 through 11, as we look at trials can be financial. If you're having a financial trials and tribulations, if you're like me, I just thank God I can meet my daily responsibilities, my weekly responsibilities, and I turn everything over to the Lord. <laughs> yes, and he'll work it out. Is there a witness in the house today that say he'll work it out? Look at verses 9 through 11. It says, let the lowly brother glory in his exhortation, but the rich in his humility, because as a flower of the field, he will pass away. Yes, indeed. For no sooner he has the sun uh, has the sun risen with a burning heat than it withers the grass. Its flowers fall and its beautiful appearance perishes. So the rich man also will fade away in his pursuits. You know, the other day, it rained several days here in Richmond, Virginia. And it, like, if you're like I am, I was so happy that it rained because, you know, I plant a little vegetable garden and say I go out and water the plants. But I said, dog, I don't have to water the plants for a minute. And, you know, all of us have little flowers, many of us all around here and there. But when it was all over, I looked, I said, oh, the petals of my flowers, many of the roses were on the ground. Some of the grass started turning beforehand. The rain came. Things change, right? But God's word never changed. And because God's word never changes, we have to recognize and give God the glory for what he has done for us, in us, and through us. So the rich man also will fade away in his pursuits. Remember that. Trials can be financial. So, uh, you know, you got to be careful how you spend your money and how you save your money and how you share your money. Because everything you have belongs to God anyway. And you don't want your finances to bring about trials, but to bring you joy and others as well. All right. Well, let's look at temptation class as we look at verses 13 through 20. And this is very important. Temptations can be overcome. Now, have you ever been tempted before? Have you been tempted at all before? Yes, I have been tempted. I know you have been tempted. Temptations can be overcome. If we look at verses 13 to 20, we got to be able to know what it means to deal with your trials and your temptations. All right. Hear God's word, 13 through 20. Let's read together, church, verses 13 through 20. Okay. All righty. Well, actually, I'm going to start with verse number 12, 12 through 20. Okay. Let's look at 12 through 20. It says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life. Hallelujah. Which the Lord has promised to those who love him. I'm talking about, I think we need to highlight that entire verse. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, class, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. 
Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. The Lord doesn't tempt us, but listen to this class. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away from it by his own desires and enticed. Now I want you to highlight that and circle that as well. So God does not tempt us. But if you look at verse number 14, put some exclamation points there and highlight it. Now underline it. But each one is tempted when he is what? Drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Okay? Then, look at verse 15. When desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. Now, I want you to remember this class. We're talking about temptation can be overcome. Loving God under trials. We've got to continue to love God under these trials, okay? Listen to 15 again. I really want you to look at this. Then when desires, desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And you've got to watch out for your desires now if it's not of God. And sin, when, is, when it is full grown, brings forth death. So you really, truly want to be able to celebrate the Lord and understand that he does not tempt you. <laughs> Who tempts you? The devil does, okay? So we're going to continue to read, all right? Listen to in terms of temptation. So do not be deceived, my brothers. Even good gift, even, now excuse me, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of, turn, or, or, of turning. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruit of his creatures. So I want to continue to read, but I want to go back and highlight some of those emphasis as we look at again verse number 16. It says, do not be deceived, my brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Let's say that from above. Every good Every good, every good gift and every perfect gift, perfect gift is from above and, and comes down from the Father of lights. He is the light of the world with whom there is no variation or, or shadow of, of turning. So I want you to really remember every good gift comes from God. God gives us gifts every day. <laughs> when we wake up in the morning, that's a gift from God. Uh, as I look at you and you look at me, we are part of the class together. Those are gifts from God. And, you know, as I'm able to talk and see and greet God, raise my hand. Come on, raise your hand with me. These are gifts from God. God is no respecter of individuals. God loves all of us. And this is why we must continue to celebrate the Lord God Almighty. So, my beloved, look at verse number 19. Uh, Let every man be swift to hear. Now, I really want you to circle all of this as we look at... Um, Dealing with temptations can be overcome, okay? I want you to look at it again, all right? Look at verse, the, what we're looking at, all right? Verse number 19. It says, let every man be what? Swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. That's verse number 20, the end of that particular portion. And I really want you to really think about this 
particular passage of scripture as something to follow you the rest of this week. So my sisters and brothers, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. All right. Don't be getting angry all the time. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. You want the righteousness of God, the spirit of God to be within you. So let that be a highlighting scripture for you today and for the rest of the week and the rest of your life. Okay. So as we look at verses 22 to 27, I want you to write down this as we uh, hear God's word. I want you to look at hear God's word. All right. Hear God's word. Write it one more time. Hear God's word. Respond to God's word. And I put a little emphasis on look in the mirror after that. So you're going to hear God's word. Respond to God's word. Be doers of God's word. And then look in the mirror. All right. <laughs> okay. Say it one more time. Hear God's word. Respond to God's word. Be doers of God's word. I'm talking about God's word now. The first portion we dealt with trials. Okay. The second temptation. Now we're going to hear God's word. Respond to God's word. And we're going to be doers of God's word. All right. Let's look at uh, beginning with verse number. Let me see where I'm going to look at. All right. Look at verse number 22. All right. And we're going to go down to 25. The Bible tells us as we keep in mind. We're going to hear, respond, and be doers of God's word. The Bible tells us as we hear God's word, it says, Be, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Doers, get ready, get set, go, go, go. Be doers of God's word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Okay, did I tell you to look in the mirror? All right, in the mirror. Let me read it one more time. But be what? Class, read it with me. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, that's why God has called us to outreach. God has called us, us to the least of these, to evangelists. God has called us outside of the walls. Thanks be to God. Six Baptists is doing it. Oh, glory to your name. And community, God is speaking to all of us. It says, look at it again. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Look in the mirror right now. Look in the mirror. How do you see yourself? Look in the mirror right now. How do you see yourself? Are you just a hearer of the word? Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Okay? So you want to be able to hear the word, respond to the word, and be doers of the word. Hear, respond, do. Hear, respond, do. Hear, respond, and do. Okay? Look into the mirror, all right? And see if you are a hearer, a doer, and you will respond. For the Bible says in verse number 24, uh, For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Man or woman, the Bible speaks generically. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, 
and it's not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Give yourselves a hand. I know you will be blessed because not only will you hear the word, you will respond. You will be a doer as you look into the mirror and see yourself as one of God's children doing the will of Almighty God. All right? And so we're going to close out today as I began uh, looking at verse number 26 and 27. We want you to practice what you profess. Practice what you profess. Okay? Now, you know, we can say one thing. And if you say you love somebody and you never show that you love your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife, it's something wrong. You got to, you know, you got to show some love sometimes. Hey, 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 show some love. Let them know you care for them. All right. And uh, if you don't, then that question, the authenticity of that love, Lord God, sure enough will come back and haunt you. Okay. So you really want to practice what you profess. If you love the Lord, show you love the Lord with your time, your talents, your treasury, and your temple. Give to the glory of God because all that we have belongs to God. Say it one more time. All that I have belongs to God. All that I have belongs to God. Okay? So look at verses 26 and 27 as we close right now. As we hear God's word, practice what you profess. Write that down. Practice what you profess. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one one's religion is useless. <laughs> See, it's a difference between being religious and being a Christian. You can be religious and still go to hell. And a Christian, if you're not born again, show enough from your heart. But salvation comes to all who believe. And that sanctified salvation, great God, will cause you to receive not only joy here on earth, but everlasting life. The Bible says, um, you, first you want to be a Christian by A, acknowledge, B, believe, C, confess that Christ is the Savior of the world. And if you are not a disciple of Christ, if you want to become a disciple, go on to our website. You know, a call to discipleship is right there. Just fill out that form. If you are a Christian and you haven't quite decided how I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, and can you understand everything, just fill it out. I'm going to personally give you a call back. If you've been in the church a long time, the church hasn't been in you, fill it out. Let me call back, talk to you, see what's going on, and we can answer some questions, hopefully, then turn it over to somebody else. We have a great uh, ministry of deacons who are anointed and appointed, and they know the plan of salvation. They know how to talk to you. Same with the preachers and staff. And I will give you the first call. And the Bible says, uh, look at verse number seven again, 27 again. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. I'm going to say it one more time. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this. Look at the class. To visit orphans and widows in their trouble. And trouble is everywhere. It doesn't have to be only orphans and widows, but we know people who need help, put it that way, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. You're not going to be perfect, 
but you definitely will be a child of the king if you let the Lord give you guidance. Practice what you profess. All right, well, God bless you. Thank you for joining in with us through James, the first chapter. We're going to rock and roll with the other. Well, let me just take that back. I use rock and roll all the time. Some of y'all don't know me, so you don't know how to accept certain terms that I use. Six Baptist knows. But we're going to move forward, should I say, to chapter number two on next week and continue to celebrate what God is saying to us through the word of God as we grow up and be what God will have us to be as children of the Most High. Thank you so very much for joining with us today. And remember that you can accomplish more in one hour with God than a lifetime without him. So serve him today. See you next Wednesday.